Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund is set to testify this week during a hearing about security failures during the January 6th riot. Um, I believe that, yeah, that is set to take place tomorrow. As you may or may not know, Trump, uh, he sat down, did an interview, meet the press, and among other things noted, which we've known for some time, that Uh, He offered up National Guard, and he was told Nancy Pelosi said no. Um, Nancy Pelosi continues to deny it, but there's a letter from, I believe it was the Washington, D.C. chief of police saying uh, that Pelosi did not want that presence on on Capitol Hill. And we've noted, based on the factual information that we've learned of all the people involved, Trump was the one who attempted the most to have a presence there to prevent a January 6th-style event from occurring. Ah, but the truth. A couple other text messages that came in. One asking, "Do you, you don't think that they'll try and run Hillary again, do you? I, I just can't imagine it. Um, you know... It's such a weird deal because Gavin Newsom appears to be the person waiting in the wings. Now, the reason it's weird is because he has proven in his time as governor to be the biggest failure. If you're looking at results, if you're simply looking at results, has any state fallen farther than California, arguably Washington, Oregon. These are, are states also run by left-wingers. But but California is the state, and some of this is because of the population that, that has had this exodus of refugees, California citizens that, that have become refugees, and they flee to other states like Florida. And so when you look at a political party, and instead of saying, all right, do we have any executives? within our party that are true success stories? And apparently the answer is no. They have no executives waiting in the wings that could be president of the United States or run on his or her record. There are many who believe that move by the governor of New Mexico last week was trying to get some support from the left because she, like so many others, recognized that Biden may drop out of this thing and there's going to be a a, a vacuum. And so uh, this was an attempt by her to get national headlines, to get left-wing support. Uh, now, it hasn't quite turned out that way. While there are some that do support her move to eliminate uh, constitutional protections, uh, even a number of Democrats have said that's a step too far that fast anyhow, and they have come out in opposition to it. But the point being is there's a recognition that really there are no good options for the Democrats if, again, you are banking on people voting on results. 
There is also, from a political perspective, the recognition that Gavin Newsom may just want to completely stay out of this thing and, you know, and certainly does not, if, if let's say Kamala Harris decides I'm going to run for president, that he doesn't want to be seen as the person who stopped the potential first woman of color from being president. Now, let's not forget Kamala Harris. We should not be surprised. She's so unpopular. She dropped out before the first primary even occurred when she was running for president. Because she was just doing so, so poorly. Now, I think that if push came to shove, I think that Gavin Newsom, despite all of his denials, would still run this time around. If Biden dropped out, Kamala wasn't going to do it. And yeah, he would be the reluctant warrior. There is, oh, there has, okay. We know that RFK Jr., he's running. We've got the story. Uh, there was an, what could very well have been an assassination attempt against him over the weekend. Uh, and, of course, the Biden administration has refused to give him Secret Service protection. Miriam Williamson, which isn't getting near the attention, but there is a, a woman out in California who over the weekend launched her presidential campaign. to get the Democrat nomination, and she is pro-life. Her website is very interesting because it pretty much leads with pro, and I'm telling you, even if you are pro-life, she this woman is pro-life. She has videos and images of failed abortions. She has successful abortions of, and and it, it just makes you sick to see it, but when Democrats are out there trying to make it sound like they don't support abortion up until birth, you see otherwise in these images. I mean, they are horrific. The rest of her website is all social justice, environmental justice, health justice. I mean, she's one of these social justice warriors, but I mean, she is pro-life, anti-abortion, hardcore. I'll play some of her uh, announcement coming up here. Because she does, she leads with abortion. Her site claims one out of four Democrats are pro-life. Uh, I, she doesn't say where that statistic, where she got the statistic. Uh, I suspect that it is something along the lines of are pro-life in, in some capacity. Um, because I, I find it very hard to believe that 25% of people who vote for and support the Democrat Party are fully against abortion, just given the extreme nature to which they support abortion today. Uh, Let's get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. From Color 10, I'm Angela Luna. Central Hickory Fire's water rescue team rescued four people trapped on the river during a severe thunderstorm Saturday night. According to a Facebook post by Central Fire, one patient was suffering a medical emergency and went underwater. Hickory County Dispatch helped locate the patients who were rescued from the river and treated. A brand new piece of technology will allow a nonprofit that provides homes for the unsheltered to completely change the way they build homes moving forward. Eden Village has been gifted two 3D printers, which will allow them to build homes in less than a day. Their next test will be printing a full nine foot tall home and testing it to see if the walls will hold up in case of hurricane like winds. With the nonprofit saving about 40% of costs with the new machinery, the inventor says this is an incredible opportunity. For the latest news, tune in at 5 and 6. I'm Angela Luna. 
The first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvement. Sunny, high near 82 today. Mostly clear, low around 60 tonight. Clouds high near 84 tomorrow with a chance of showers Wednesday afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy and a high near 75. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, Sarah, would you share with us? Hey, I would really love to. Share. I'm going to, and I want to tell you about my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they specialize in home repairs and maintenance. Uh, They're also really great if you are a realtor or you're looking to sell your home soon. They are great at tackling punch lists as well, so they can get all of those items done all at once, and you don't have to worry about the hassle. It's kind of stress-free, but uh, they can do everything from vapor barrier installs, sump pump installs, crawl space repairs, um, water restoration, mold remediation, plus so much more. Now, I've had beetles out at my house and they've done a tremendous amount of work and I keep calling them back simply because they are good folks and they do good at what they do. So if you are out there looking for home repairs and maintenance, uh, a good company to help you out with those items, Beetles Property Maintenance is the company that I recommend. Now, you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. Also, while you're there, you can see a video of some of the work that the Beatles team has done in my house. So once again, all of that information as at ksgf.com under the Sarah's endorsements tab. Progressive pro-life. Yes, apparently these people exist. Progressive pro-life activist challenges Biden for the Democratic presidential nomination. Teresa Bukovinak founded Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising which some of these are the activists recently convicted of violating the Federal Abortion Clinic Access Law, known as FACE. This is where um, the Department of Justice is throwing pro-lifers in prison as long as they possibly can. Apparently, some of those individuals are progressives with this progressive organization. Well, you don't hear that, do you? Because to be pro-life is radical and extreme, and Democrats are reasonable. Former Democrats for Life President Teresa Bukovinak, who founded Pro-Life San Francisco, and more recently, Progressive Anti-Abortion Uprising, formally threw her hat in the ring Thursday to challenge President Biden for the Democratic nomination. She held a press conference in front of an abortion clinic near the White House where the organization recently protested last year. They obtained 150 mangled dead babies, five of which appeared to be too old to be legally killed under federal law. They uh, managed to um, get those bodies from a medical waste driver, picking them up at the Washington Surgery Clinic. Supporters held graphic images of some of the five babies whose abortions allegedly violated federal law. Lakonavac told the crowd over periodic shouts from abortion rights protesters, have you ever thought about the trash that leaves this building? I was here on trash day in March of 2022. On the inside, on the fourth floor, the clinic is one of the ugliest places in our nation. Now, she has a website, and she, some of you may be thinking, ah, is this really some pro-life conservative pretending to be a I'm telling you, she's a lefty. Everything on her website is social justice, medical justice, a criminal justice reform, environmental justice. It's all the, the, the standard extreme left-wing talking points. But that being said, she appears to be very pro-life. She has about a five-minute video of her talking about her run, and here is 60 seconds of it. Hi, 
I'm Teresa Bakovinak, and I'm running for President of the United States in 2024. I'm a secular progressive, and I have come to see that abortion extremism in my own Democratic Party is out of control, and I'm running to change that. The concept of a human non-person is a legal and social construct, one that has been used throughout history to discriminate against whole groups of human beings. Today, this concept is fueling a billion-dollar abortion industry, which relies on the dehumanization of the most marginalized people in our communities for profit. The abortion industrial complex disproportionately targets low-income parents in order to exploit the unborn. Every day in our nation, literally thousands of families feel they must choose between making ends meet and having their unborn children killed. Roughly 10,000 elective later-term abortions will happen in 2023 alone, many for non-medical reasons, after the point when a baby can survive outside of the womb. This is an injustice. This is not liberation. So that, that's about the first minute of uh, five minutes. And if you are out of curiosity, going to check out her site. I'm, I'm warning you now, it is graphic. Uh, there are babies that are mutilated. It, it's like footage from the liberation of a Holocaust or of a, a concentration camp during the Holocaust. I, I mean, it's just absolutely horrific uh, images that I, I suspect even most pro-abortion people in their minds, this is not what they recognize or, or understand is going on. Um, from the... Yeah, in, in I love that she uses the social construct argument against abortion because I lefties are always throwing that social construct thing around like the things that they don't like. It's not natural, you know. It's it's uh, it was crafted by some elites in order to suppress some people and others. So to use the social construct argument against abortion, I think is just fantastic. The race component of abortion, she talks about the, the disadvantaged and the disproportionate impact it has on certain communities of people as a whole. And as many of you know, the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, this was part of her goal or purpose. Was to essentially eliminate black people. She saw them as inferior. She, she wrote at great length about her belief that they could not control themselves, particularly black men. She, when you read her writings and her reason for wanting to utilize, quote, birth control in order to eliminate people of color, specifically black people, it's because she saw them as animals. Now, this is the person that Hillary Clinton said she admired her vision And to this day, Planned Parenthoods disproportionately, the ones that provide abortion, are in black neighborhoods. Now think of any other industry. If any other industry was founded in part to eliminate black people, still existed today, and disproportionately targeted black people, do you think that we would stand for that? But when it comes to the abortion clinics, when it comes to Planned Parenthood, of course, not only do we stand for it, but we celebrate it. 
And if you listen to it's just it's an amazing thing when Democrats want statues torn down. They want the names of of people taken off buildings because of their, uh, you know, their past when it comes to issues of race specifically. But when it comes to killing unborn children because they're black. That is an institution that they celebrate, that they want taxpayers to pay for. An institution to, again, that uh, to this day still disproportionately targets the black community. It it is, uh, boy, there are those, uh, it's just like you can, that, that mindset the lingering of the attitude during the slavery era, it, it still largely exists. I suspect that she is not going to get a tremendous amount of coverage by the media. <laughs> Springfield's Talk 1041. You're listening to Nick, Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Emily Johnson House Theory Realty, all of your home buying, your home selling needs. You cannot go wrong. As long as you have Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, owner of House Theory Realty, broker. I mean, she's she's got it all. And you can read the reviews, what people say about utilizing her. You can reach out to those people if you see that they you know are, are remarking on social media. Of course, her page has a number of those uh, reviews on there. And if you've used Emily Johnson, as I have, and Sarah much more extensively than I, I did, uh, and you haven't left a review, I um, would suggest that you do so because that is a great resource for people. Uh, when you're looking, that's a huge decision to sell a home or to buy a home, and it can be very intimidating. And if you've not done it before, you don't really have any idea uh, who to go through. And what you'll notice with reviews of Emily Johnson is they're very specific. Um, and that's how you know that they're legit, they're genuine. And it also just, again, gives you insight into the work that, that she does. So uh, we talked to her Friday, and she talked about having a connection out in California. So people that are refugees fleeing California here to Missouri, that she's got a, a contact out there, a realtor that has said, you know, that are recommending people from California utilize Emily Johnson. And, um, and you know, it's for good reason. It's because of the incredible job she does. So if you have somebody moving from out of market, hook them up with Emily Johnson. House Theory Realty under Nick's endorsements, ksgf.com. I thought I'd share with you another text message that came in. I had an experience this weekend. I went to a rummage sale, visited with a black American family. We talked about politics and we agreed the racial divide has become larger due to politics. I freely admitted that this was not what I wanted and they agreed as well. We should not underestimate Americans. We can reunite. All it takes is somebody to step up to the plate and bring us all home. Yeah, it is. It is has been with great effort and unfortunately great success that the left has created those divisions. Many of you, maybe it's in your family, your circle of friends, your workplace. I don't know if you've ever been in this scenario before where there's somebody in your life and you didn't realize how toxic they were until they weren't around. Or maybe you have a group of friends and you all hang out and then you notice that when one of those friends isn't with you, things just seem to go better. There's, le- there, there's less conflict. There's le- Some people just are 
constantly negative and they want to create chaos. They want to pit people against one another. It's just their instinct. And that is what the left has done in this country when it comes to friends, families, neighbors, all based off skin color. This is the entire, um, you know, um, the white privilege, the these efforts where they see people getting along and they target the schools. We saw it with MSU busing the the uh, kids of color from the Springfield high schools over there and falsely trying to convince them that every way they flat out lied to them uh, when there was that um, event and told all of the kids of color to close their eyes and how many of you have had to deal with racism. And then when about one out of four raised their hand, uh, the speaker lied and said, every single one of you raised your hand. It, it is to create these divisions. It is to turn black against white, gay against straight, rich against poor. Even when you listen to Democrats specifically, when they are out there speaking, when they are describing somebody that's awful, that's horrible, that's an enemy, it's always somebody, it's always another citizen. Whether it's the CEO of a company, whether it is a Republican voter, a MAGA supporter. It's always about how horrible your neighbor is, how horrible this person is, how horrible you are. And I find it interesting that for all the talk about how, well, Trump was so divisive, his scorn was always on government and people within the government. That State of the Union address that he gave that the politicians and bureaucrats, oh, such a dark, that's the darkest state of the, or or, uh, inauguration rather, the inauguration, that was, it was so dark. His criticisms were government on behalf of all of us. While their criticisms are of us, what we're doing wrong, how we need to do more of our fair share, and then, of course, targeting certain individuals in order to get their vote and their support, telling them, you know, those guys over there are really bad and they hate you. You know, you don't have as much as you could have because they're taking more of it than they should. You know, the reason that that you are where you are in your lot in life, it's because, you know, their skin color gives them advantages you don't have. That's toxic. You just look at it on a level of individual relationships and and you recognize that is the sort of person that causes strife. That's the sort of person that causes people who otherwise are getting along just fine to have conflict. No one who truly genuinely wants to bring us all together and be a president of all people pits one citizen against another. Let's get a traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant. Employee benefits that work. From Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny with a high near 82 today. Clear 64 low tonight. Clouds with a... High near 84 tomorrow and Wednesday, a chance of showers in the afternoon, mostly cloudy, otherwise with a high near 75.
somebody asked, oh, let's see here. What is the website? Uh, I believe this would be, is this referencing, I'll text this person back, the announcement of the um, progressive pro-like activist running to challenge Biden for the presidential nomination. Uh, that th It'll be, let's see, I think that, that there is a click from the story, and the story will have up under Nick's must-read headlines at ksgf.com, but I will, uh, during the next break, I will go ahead and, and respond to you with that. Um, another noting, technically, Kamala has already been president uh, since Biden has been in office. Yeah, there, there's a lot of questioning about who's really running things, obviously. Some say Obama, some say, some say Kamala. I don't know that there really is any one person or one entity. I, I think that you, you have these people around Biden. They're like these caretakers. And they all, to some degree, are running things, at least in their particular uh, area of concern when it comes to you know, national security, the people that are directing Biden may be different than the people who are directing Biden on the economy, who may be different than the people who are directing Biden on the environment, and, and which, of course, overlaps with the economy. Many people believe Valerie Jarrett is, is actually the person who is really running things. Uh, she does not get near the name mention that some of these other individuals with higher name recognition do. So I, I've never really been one that necessarily thought there was one master uh, of the puppeteering, uh, more so just, you know, all right, well, it's time for the national security advisors to come in and they pretty much, you know, just tell the president whatever it is that they need to tell them in order to get done what they think needs to be done. Because think about what was the biggest, one of the biggest problems some of these people had with Trump. It was that he wouldn't listen to them. When Chuck Schumer would, in what would become foreshadowing, warn Trump while on MSNBC with Rachel Maddow, uh, it was, I mean, just the very beginning of his presidency. And, and that was, it was, you know, he warned Trump that, you know, don't make the intelligence community mad at you because they'll screw you over, which, of course, we've seen that come to fruition. But that was all because Trump had made the decision, I don't need a daily briefing from the intelligence community if there's no new information. We don't need meetings for the sake of meetings. I mean, we've done that you know, here in the past. Like, are, are, do we have these meetings too often? You know, we find that having these meetings once a week, uh, every two or three times, you know, it's just the same stuff we're going over and over again. All right, well, let's make this meeting every two weeks. And that, that was Trump's position. And they just, that really ticked them off. What do you mean you don't? You don't need to see us every day, even if we don't have new information. The Soviet-born Vidman, who was the whistleblower on that phone call to Ukraine that would lead to impeachment. 
He would acknowledge that his biggest problem with Trump is that Trump went off script. Remember that terminology? Trump went off script. So these people who have been around, many of them from president to president to president in some capacity, in their minds, you know, I run this division of the country. I run this division of the country. I tell the president this is, and then the president does it based off my recommendation. And Trump came along and was like, mm, no, I'm the president. You can give me a recommendation. And by the way, if you're just going to tell me the same thing, every, you know, let, let's meet when you have new info. I, the, it, it just, to them, it diminished their importance and their significance. Who does he think he is? I've been doing this for 30 years. I've been doing this for 40 years. What does he know? How dare he ignore my recommendations? So that's the mindset of these people. So you can see how when you have somebody that's as feeble-minded as Joe, how easy it would be to you know, get your way, for lack of a better term. There is another poll revealing that former President Donald Trump leads Joe Biden in a hypothetical 2024 presidential election map up this time, according to a CBS News YouGov poll and a Harvard-Harris poll. We talked about this last week with a Fox News poll in which Trump was ahead by one point. Now, of course, Trump enjoys double-digit advantage among independent voters and 57% to Biden's 42%. Biden takes a slim six-point lead among Hispanic voters, which is just absolutely remarkable that with Hispanic voters, he only has six points over Trump, whom we're told, even by many Republicans, is the Biggest racist we've ever had in the White House. You know, Jeb Bush was the man who was going to convert Hispanics to the Republican Party. And we were warned during that election cycle that if Donald Trump, what little support the Republicans had among Hispanics would all go away. And Biden only has 6% lead over Trump when it comes to Hispanics. That is a remarkable position to be in among the nearly 2,700 registered voters in the sample only 34 percent believe biden would actually even finish a second term if re-elected versus a plurality 44 percent that believe he would not finish a second term conversely most voters predict trump would finish a second term Registered voter respondents were asked if they find Trump and Biden to be physically and mentally healthy enough to serve as president, finding that only 28% of voters think Biden is physically well enough, while most say that the 45th president, Trump, is. Only 16% of voters say only Biden is physically healthy enough to serve, while 44% say Trump is the only one who is healthy enough. Another 12% see them both as physically fit versus 28% who say neither are. Only 18% of independent voters see Biden as fit enough to be president, while 57% say that Trump is physically healthy enough. Those are independent voters. 26% say only Biden has the mental and cognitive health to serve as president, while 44% of Trump does. And so you get you know some of the partisanship component there. 
Now, this is yet another poll. And while it is national, it shows Trump leading Biden. And I bring this up because we still get told by the establishment Republican Party that there's no way Trump can win, that um, Biden, a vote for Trump is a vote for Biden. Or as Nikki Haley says, for Kamala. And every time they make the claim that he's the one person who can't beat Biden, they have absolutely no evidence to back it up. The only evidence there is, and polling is polling, but not, you know, it, it still is all that exists out there, that Trump has as good, if not better in some instances, chance than the others do. That doesn't mean that you have to support him, and it doesn't mean that he will automatically become the next president of the United States, but it is in defiance of what we're told regarding Trump's electability. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. All right, so Trump sat down, interview with Kristen Welker. She's the new Meet the Press uh, moderator, evidently. And uh, he, of course, had a lot to say. I think one of my favorite, though, segments of the interview, which I'll, I'll play here, is um, the... <laughs> I can't even remember where he begins. No, and, and Trump does this. He, what some people would describe as meanders. Uh, and I, Frank, I don't, uh, the, the sound I grabbed because I, I chuckled where at the end he's, he's talking about, he's listing off lies that Joe Biden tells. And it's the last one that for whatever reason I find to be the funniest. Now the clip, it's, it's just over a minute long because he, again, starts out with something much different and ends up there, but this is. Uh, the exchange with Welker on Meet the Press. When you go to bed at night, do you worry about going to jail? No, I don't really. I don't even think about it. I'm built a little differently, I guess, because I have had people come up to me and say, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? Uh, I don't even think about it. Uh, These are corrupt people that I'm dealing with. They're destroying our country. I don't even think about it. All I think about is making the country great, making America great. Look, these are political, these are banana republic indictments. These are third world indictments. The president of the United States sees how we're doing. We have a movement, the likes of which has never happened in this country before. And you see it with the polls. I mean, I'm up on these people by 60 points and 59 points. I don't mean at, I'm at 59. I'm leading them by 59. You almost say, like, why are they campaigning? Asa Hutchinson, he's at zero. Christie's at two. Other ones are at one. Uh, DeSanctimonious is at nine. I just see a poll coming. I mean, I'm leading him by 60 points. Mr. President. And you say, why are they doing it? But here's what they did. They saw this happening. And he went to the Attorney General of the United States, and he told them, indict Trump. There's just no evidence of that, oh, Mr. President. Oh, why? Because you mean he's let's, let's stay Look on at track. all the lies want, he's Mr. told. Mr. President, I want to talk Kristen, about wait a minute. Wait, wait. Could I say one thing? Look at all the lies he's told over the last couple of weeks. He said he was at the World Trade Center, and he wasn't. He said he flew airplanes, right? He didn't. He said he drove trucks. 
and he didn't. Everything he says is like a lie. It's terrible. Mr. President, I'm even his handicap in golf, he said he's a six. He's not a six. <laughs> I don't know why I think that he's just got to get that. Even his handicapping golf, like of all the things, and that one is just like <laughs> he had to had to stop her from stopping him so he could throw the the handicap in golf a six. It's not a six. I I don't know. I just thought that was that was funny. And this is of course what Trump and in the American people are up against. It is, you know, these blanket, oh, there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. Wasn't it Leslie Stahl that made those same comments uh, regarding the uh, the Hunter laptop? See, you can always tell when the media recognizes that they're getting into territory they don't want people to be aware of. Because they start trying to cut it off, saying, well, there's no evidence of that, so we're going to talk about something else. And Leslie Stahl, again, I think it was Leslie Stahl. I could be incorrect on that. But it it was a sit down, and he's talking about the Hunter laptop. And, oh, there's no evidence that that there's any truth to that whatsoever. There's no evidence. No evidence. Let's cut it off. Move on. And, of course, that was the goal of the Biden administration and the media. It was to make sure that Americans did not know what was in that laptop. So you just discredit it outright. And here, an exchange like that, Trump talks about the, uh, you know, the Biden administration and Biden saying, go after this guy, which Joe Biden has openly in the past made comments that indicate just that. And uh, it's, oh, there's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. Shut her down. When was the last time you heard any journalist respond to an absurd claim by Joe Biden? There's no evidence of that. Has, have those words ever come out of the mouth of a journalist questioning? Or Corrine uh, Jean-Pierre? Or Anthony Blinken? Or Kamala Harris? Or Jill Biden? And Joe in particular, it's like every time he opens his mouth, something comes out there's no evidence of. Yet they never tend to say it, ever, that I can think of. They save it for any time that Trump or any other Republican starts to reveal information that isn't necessarily a revelation in and of itself, but to their audience. Ah, No evidence of that, no evidence of that, no evidence of that. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Sarah Meyer. Thank you. Well, I took a trip down to Quick Draw Gun in Monad. I guess that was Thursday. The husband, he was really itching to purchase a new gun, and we ended up getting an AR-15. And he is in the military, so he wanted to purchase the AR-15 to do uh, some tactical training and kind of brush up with his military training. And uh, Brad and his team, they were just fantastic helping him purchase the, the right firearm for him. So if you are out there and you are looking for a great gun shop, I highly recommend my friends down at Quick Draw Gun in Monette. They can help you out with all of your uh, ammo restocks. If you are a collector looking to add to that collection, they can help you with that. Or maybe you're like me and you are new to the firearm world and you don't really know where to get started. 
Brad and his team, they can help you out. Plus, they also can do uh, custom laser engraving and Cerakoting services as well. So for all of those services, plus many more, head down to Quick Draw Gun in Monette. Speak to Brad and his team today. Now, you can find all of their contact information, plus their hours and their address. All of that info is going to be under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. Trump had an exchange yesterday with uh, Welker regarding abortion, and she was asking him specifically about abortion bans, federal abortion ban, at what point. Uh, he was dancing around it, um, and and he, you know, she was asking specific the same question that should be asked of every Democrat. If you do support it to a point, at what point? Where is that line? And she was asking about 15 weeks and Trump, you know, he's like, well, that's a number some people are talking about. I'll bring everyone together and come up with a solution everyone will be happy with. Well, that's never going to happen. I don't care who you are. That's not a knock on Trump. No one is there because you have some people that want none of it and some people that want all of it. I mean, there's no there's no middle ground for some of those positions. He also said that he thought the six-week ban signed by DeSantis in Florida was a horrible idea. Um, while I don't believe that's going to necessarily help him with the pro-life community, of course, they'll still support him over Joe Biden in the general. That being said, I thought that this was very interesting. As I talked earlier about this progressive left-wing Democrat who announced her candidacy challenging Biden for the Democrat nomination, but she is very, very pro-life. And there is a Yahoo Finance story that notes of all of now, this is the Democrat, of all, including Republican candidates running for president on a major ticket, Democrat versus Republican, the, the, the Democrat is the only one who supports a federal abortion ban outright. She's the only major party candidate in favor of uh, making birth free. She's the only major party candidate who publicly supports repealing the FACE Act, which is the act the Department of Justice is using to imprison pro-lifers. And she's the only major party candidate who's calling for the pardons of pro-life rescuers after others convicted of FACE Act violations. That puts her in a unique category. 